All right, we're back. Aftershocks, Tremors, Matt and Chris here with you, and we're here for another discussion episode this time around. Chris, what's going on, man? How you doing? I am peachy, man. How about you? Uh, yeah, I guess you can say I'm a little peachy. So still shaking <laughs> off the cobwebs from last night, but I'm, I'm feeling peachy, too, on this glorious Saturday uh, afternoon, man. So, um, you know, it's interesting this week. You know, I was just, well, over the last couple of weeks, I should say, uh, I've been seeing a lot of these, you know, uh, controversial things mm -hmm. in metal and we're not talking about just little made-up sensationalized headlines these are like real kind of controversial stories going on in market metal recently i mean just that comes off the top of my head the last you know a couple of weeks uh the denko jo jones versus monster truck uh oh, yeah. thing going on with the kid rock uh cover song uh puddle of muds west scantlin another meltdown on stage is kind of quite the common uh theme for him and even that other story with that cover band, that Brass Against, I know you guys covered that a little bit on the CMS, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. where the singer peed on the fan's uh, face on stage. And, you know, just, I mean, just, you know, reading these stories, seeing all this shit in the news, um, you know, it just it just got me thinking, you know, about controversy. Sure. And, and does it, you know, a lot of times we see it, it yeah, sure, a lot of times it can hurt, you know, obviously uh -huh. individuals, like, you know, obviously someone like, for instance, you know, um, you know, our, our a friend of ours, you know, yours and a guy that we all respect and like David Ellison had some controversy that, you know, unfortunately didn't affect him well. But a lot of times you had controversy where something comes up and it actually gives these bands and artists more of a boost and it kind of gets them into the, the mainstream or, you know, more of, it gets them more notoriety. And then all of a sudden bands start giving a chance and they become a little bit bigger. So I just thought it'd be kind of good, like, you know, we'll talk a little bit about you know, some of the some of the historic controversies over the years that have either hurt or helped a lot of these artists. And, you know, a lot of those times these controversies are kind of created too to sort of help. You know what I mean? So I thought that would be kind of a, something good we could chat about today. Absolutely, man. And certainly, certainly it's one of those practices, and I will call it a practice because it's it's done a lot intentionally. But mm -hmm. it's it's definitely one of these things that has been going on since the Beatles or Elvis or, you know, I mean, Elvis. Elvis sure. back in 50, whatever, with the military, going into the military was a controversy. And then when he was mm -hmm. banging Priscilla when she was 13 or whatever, mm -hmm. that was a controversy. Yep. And, you know, obviously, seems like the underage thing was like a 50, 60, 70s controversy because yeah. there, there were a bunch of those guys. You know, Ted, Ted Nugent. Nugent mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Page. That's um, right. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, obviously Elvis. There was there was quite a few of that of those going around, and um, if you want to go back further, you'd have Jerry Lee Lewis with his cousin, yeah. right? Thirteen year old yeah. cousin. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I mean. It's it's when you look at it, I think doing stuff, I think being a rock star, quote unquote, especially before there was a pattern to being a rock star, mm -hmm. was let's see how shocking we could be. It was mm -hmm. like the original shock jocks before there were shock jocks. There were shock musicians. Mm -hmm. You know, and, yeah. and, and it, it's a practice that helped a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I mean, really Elvis, certainly it helped. Sure. I, mm -hmm. I, I think, I think the, especially the military thing really helped Elvis because you know, mm -hmm. damn well, he could have got out of going to the military. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> of course. But, but sitting in some, some barracks in Germany somewhere, never getting any close to anything, mm -hmm. you know, they, he all of a sudden became all American Elvis, mm -hmm. you know, which he wore basically for the end of his career. I mean, the end of his career, he was still wearing, you know, some semblance of the flag built into the Elvis jumpsuit. 
Mm-hmm. True. You know? Yeah. So point. you know, mm-hmm. he he became all American, Elvis, and at that point, when you were allowed to love the country, you know that was that was a big deal. It, mm-hmm. it helped him go from being the evil Elvis. You know, I, I've I've talked about this with my mom. Mm-hmm. And Elvis at the beginning was the evil Elvis, the Elvis, the pelvis Elvis. And mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the sex guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. was that guy. And, and all the parents and everybody hated Elvis because he was the he shook his hips on TV and you're not supposed to do that. And well, what, not in those days, mm-hmm. what messages he sending to the girls and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But then he went to the military and became. All American Elvis, and if you remember, he's doing all those movies, the GI Blues, is you know, uh-huh. accentuating his military time, accentuating what a patriot he was. He he's he might be the original guy that used controversy. That's a good point. Raise his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, and of course later on he became drunk and fat Elvis. You know, when yeah. he, when he ended everything, but. uh yeah, no, and that's a good point. I, you know, that's the thing too. And with the controversies too, there's all there's different types, right? Uh-huh. You've got uh, ones where obviously it's it could be deliberate. It's like okay, let's 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 foment something here. Let's create something, uh-huh. get it into the news, get people talking about you know the, the artist or the band, yeah. uh, just so they go, who is this, and they go check out you know their music. And I think one of those, like, like I was just talking about, would be someone like we saw with this brass against. Yeah. Um, cover band where the singer peed on a fan on stage. Now, I personally believe that one was completely staged. Oh, you know, yeah. now, I mean, give me a break. I mean, are you really going to, is a fan just going to go up there, get peed on, and then say nothing and, and not, and not, you know, I mean, and, and just sit there and take it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if it's someone, unless it's someone that you know likes that, but, um, you know, this is just a random fan that came up. And you could see even too when, when, you know, this, I forget her name, but when she was, you know, peeing, it looked like it didn't look like you know a little you know like 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 what pee usually looks like. Not that I know what pee looks like coming out of a, a vagina, but I do what I know. It doesn't look like it did on there where it's just this big spraying, you know, like yeah. like a big faucet coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think obviously that was you know definitely created, you know, because soon enough, all of a sudden, now I see the singer. I forget her name is going on tour, and now she's you know. I mean, listen, they did what they wanted to do, and I think it did succeed sure. for what they wanted to get out there. You know, you've got the controversy, too, with the beefs, right, uh, in, in the press with other artists, you know, yeah. like we saw back in the 90s with the, with the rat, with Death Row versus, you know, Big B- Bad Boy Entertainment, right? You had, yeah. the, you know, L.A. versus New York with the whole BET award show thing with Snoop Dogg in New York going off mm-hmm. on, you know, what, the East Coast doesn't love the West Coast, you know, yada, 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 that stuff. Um, you have, like I said, diff- you have, for instance, um, Ones that are just sort of like, for instance, Wes Scant, like I brought up with Puddle of Mud. I mean, this guy now has walked out on shows uh, countless times, yeah. yet, you know, being drunk, being all fucked up, yet people still go and see this band. Yeah, you know, well, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying there's... That, huh? The real question is why. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll be the first one to say I like Blurry. I think that's a cool song. It's a good first album, you know, man, I thought. I like yeah. She Fucking Hates Me. I think that's mm-hmm. a cool song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that said, if I... I would never go see a band that is known for walking off the fucking stage. Why would you do that? Why would you pay your money? I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. And it's one thing now, now here, here's the caveat and we'll use the controversy. It's one thing. If it's guns and roses and Axl Rose, Mm -hmm. who has always been temperamental and has also been known to walk off a show here and there. 
or show up four hours late for a show. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, he's done both mm -hmm. and most fans of guns and roses will go and tolerate it. If it happens to them, mm -hmm. why would you tolerate it? If it's happening at a 300 seat venue or standing venue for West Scanlon that has two marginal hits. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do not understand that at all. I don't understand. I, I, I don't think in Scanlon's case, I don't think that it's trying to create controversy at all. I think mm -hmm. he's just a dick and a drug addict and he struggles with his, with his addictions and mm -hmm. you add in being a dick and he just says, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not doing this tonight. It's not that important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think he's, I don't think with him, I don't think it's a purposeful controversy no. at all. Mm -hmm. No, but it's a, it could be a helpful controversy, meaning, um, that, that almost is the draw to it. Why I think people go see it's one of those, am I going to be able to get the video footage now that I can put yeah. up on YouTube showing Wesley walked out that I want it to happen to me. I'll use another guy who's been doing this for decades Mm -hmm. And if you saw the documentary on him and his band, you would know it. Uh, is Bobby Liebling in the band Pentagram? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy, I don't know how many times that guy has either just no showed for a show where the band had to sit there and play and, you know, just have one of the other band members sing. Um, that guy's done it countless times. If you ever seen that documentary, I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't want to get too personal and stuff, but that guy's a piece of shit. You know, what I mean, there's there, there's nothing. I mean, this guy recently, you know, I think he got arrested too for for you know punching his like you know eighty something year old mom. And if oh, you see nice. that, and if you see that documentary, you, you'll see. You know, I mean, I, you know, the parents are partially to blame for the way he is, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the guy's pathetic, dude. And, and like I said, and I, and I and I like Pentagram's music. I'm a big fan sure. of the music, big fan. Um, but that documentary just showed me really just not what a good person he is yet. People still, because he still tours, and people sure. still, I mean, he's walked out, I think, a handful of years ago he did it. He, he I guess, you know, relapsed and stuff, and he, and he didn't, he no-showed, or he did, walked out on a show, or he got all, I forget all the details. Yeah. But it still go on to this day, yet that guy still sells out every time these guys play. Because for one, he doesn't play that often. He'll play select cities, mm -hmm. and he knows those cities, people will come to see him. Because it's almost one of those things, it's like, am I going to am I gonna be the one that gets to actually see a full Bobby Liebling pentagram show, or right. if I don't, I get to at least say, "Hey, I watched him walk off stage." So a lot of right. people actually are drawn to go and and see if they can, you know, see that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's just the way I guess human nature is. But uh, no, and I agree with you. I don't think Wes, you know, scandal. I don't think it's it wasn't obviously purposeful. He just does have an issue. He's got a problem. He's probably got some mental health stuff too. And um, but what's happening is it's keeping his band in a way relevant. It's keeping puddle yeah. of mud. Uh, alive because yeah like you said they haven't had a hit in years no one really listens to them that i know of anymore except for the old records which i guess you know obviously some people want to still go and hear those hits but why would you spend that money knowing there's a good chance yeah. this guy is either going to cancel the show he's going to show up late or he's just going to walk off because he's too high right. or drunk and know? the interesting thing is if you look at the other bands that were all his mm -hmm. contemporaries that came up at the exact same time that are still in business mm -hmm. that actually show up and play their gigs None of them are doing is none of them are, are constantly out there. Soil, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yep. uh, drowning pool, edema, you know, <laughs> these are all bands that were their contemporaries at the time. None of them, none of them draw dick. Yeah. None that's what I'm them. saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess there is something to it. I don't know. I, I, 
I think maybe I'm spoiled to actually wanting to pay my money and see the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. You know, but, but <laughs> there are some people that there, and, and honestly, this is, I know this isn't the direction we're supposed to veer to, but I'm going to veer to it. This yeah. is an absolute statement of awfulness against fans today because fans are way more interested in their YouTube clip than mm-hmm. in the show. Exactly. People, would, people would rather go. If people are going to spend $200 to go see Genesis with Phil Collins sitting in a chair, they're hoping he falls out of the chair so that they can get that video and they can that be clip. the one that gets the TMZ clip of Phil Collins falling down. They're mm-hmm. not there because they're thinking this is going to be a killer show. Exactly. They're no, not. They're, no. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. And that's the thing. So it's one of those. I, I think, you know, let's just talk about, for instance, you know, I mean, you know, certain artists and bands got to keep their name somehow in the news, right? right. And we see a, just two artists that come to my mind who always just got to, you know, I mean, they'll comment on anything political or anything that's in pop culture just to get on, you know, the 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 big sites, you know, mm-hmm. that we all, you know, always talk about. I mean, guys like Sebastian Bach, Michael Sweet, you know, we've talked about those guys. Guys that don't ha- really haven't been that relevant in terms of musically, you know, they haven't had a hit in a long time. Sure. Uh, but that, but in a way, you, you wonder. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying like a guy like Michael Sweet. I mean, he he does truly believe in what he believes in, and just he's always done this. So he's been consistent. It's not like yeah. he just started doing this to keep his name in the, in, in the you know in, in the news. Um, but you know, there's no doubt. I think this part of him knows that it's a good thing to do because it does keep people talking about him and his band. It keeps the name Striper out there, <laughs> even though people haven't heard them for you know for years. Sebastian Bach's another one, right? He he hasn't really been relevant. I mean, yeah, I know he's got his. I know you're you're a fan of his solo stuff. And a lot of people, a lot of people are, you know. But in terms of obviously having any really, I mean, just t- tell me the last time he had a you know a song. What's the last song he put out that really has resonated with a majority of rock and metal fans? It's been a long time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thirty something years ago. So. Um, you know, and, and listen, I mean, it's a strategy, you know, it's obviously a business strategy. It's a management thing. It's definitely something that they need to kind of do in order just for people to keep talking about them and let them know, hey, we're still here and we're still, you know, I guess relevant. And obviously, it's, and like you said, people are, are, you know, sometimes now are just tuning in, whether it's to news or whether they're going on looking for, you know, clips of stuff, not to see, oh, I want to see that song they played at that show last night. No, it's just, you know, I want to see if, if somebody you know messed up but how were they were they drunk were they high everyone just wants right. to see that train wreck yeah. happen you know they're they're, oh, yeah. they're just attracted to it yeah dude i i mean how many times have we seen a vince neal david lee roth or Dokken video where they're they're performing like shit but <laughs> you look at if you look at the bigger picture when they pan back you see a full room yeah mm-hmm. i mean dude there's anybody if there's anybody that goes to see any of those three that i just named thinking they're going to get 1987 version mm-hmm. they're just stupid mm-hmm. they're just stupid yet yeah. yet each one of those bands sells out whatever room they're playing whether it's a casino or it's mm-hmm. uh yeah. you know vince neal plays i think larger venues than that but um you know then like vince neal they're getting ready to do the stadium fucking tour he's terrible He's been terrible for 30 years and -hmm. people can't wait to shovel their money into, into his pocket to see a bad version of Motley Crue perform those songs poorly. Absolutely. Well, that's, uh, let's piggyback off of Vince Neil, Mm -hmm. you know, let's talk about, 
Motley Crue. I mean, here's a great example. Uh, controversy, obviously, back in the 80s when mm -hmm. he got in a car accident that killed Razzle. Yeah. Now, that really, you know, it, something like that would, if that happened to me or you, you know, we'd be pieces of shit. We'd be locked up forever. Of course. Um, but the fact that he didn't get locked up, I mean, he's, and he's, I mean, you know, I mean, he's mentioned that, that he knows, you know, he should have been. And, you know, if he wasn't a Motley Crue, he would have been. But think about what that did for the, you know, for Motley Crue and their brand. It, it gave them this invincibility, sort of like they were this untouchable, invincible band, like a guy like Vince Neil, who he did that, created this controversy. Like I said, it wasn't purposeful, obviously. It's just, you know, from being fucked up. But it almost made the band stronger in, in the eyes of the public because this guy mm -hmm. got out, got right back out there and started playing again and started making records. And it was almost like it didn't happen. It was like sweep it right under the rug. So it gave them sort of this, you know, a, this a, a, a larger than life sort of thing that Molly Crew was always sort of known for, right? They were known for a band that did all this excess in terms of drugs and partying. Nothing ever happened. They never OD'd. Vince Neil, you know, gets into Saxon, someone dies, doesn't go to jail. And it, like I said, it strengthened their brand to this point where everyone just thought they were sort of like this, you know, invincible sort of mob sort of band where you couldn't touch them. Yeah. You know? No. Dude, and, and it's funny you bring this one up because um, I think, and if I'm wrong, I'm sure somebody will email, but um, I think the first show back from him, he did like 15 J's in jail or some nothing thing for the mm -hmm. razzle thing. And I'm pretty sure that the first gig back was here in Cleveland. And okay. I was at it. It was, it was um, theater pain tour and it was them and um, uh, Y and T Y okay. and T was the opening band and it didn't affect anything. I, mm -hmm. it was packed. I mean, okay. packed to the gills and people didn't give a shit. No one cared. Nobody. I think it would have been different if Razzle was more known. True. You're I, right. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point. You know, yeah. But the, the unfortunate truth is people are like, ah, some fucking drummer died. Whatever, dude. Home sweet home. You know, <laughs> exactly. That, True. That was what it was. It was it was people were celebrating fucking too young to fall in love and home sweet home. And mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, th those tunes, they want to hear those tunes. They didn't give a shit that this guy was a killer. Mm -hmm. They just cared that, you know, in a way it's kind of like football, you know, I mean, do you really give a shit if the, if the defensive end killed somebody, not if he's on your team and he's good. Good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's really mm -hmm. what it is. If he's on your team and he's good, you don't give a shit mm -hmm. with, with Motley crew. I think that, I think that's been the same. That's been the story of all of their controversies. No yeah. one. No one has ever given a shit. They didn't care when Tommy beat up Pam and went mm -hmm. to jail for it. They mm -hmm. didn't care when Vince killed Razzle. They didn't care about Nikki and all his ODs. You mm -hmm. know, they didn't care about any, and they don't care that that Mick is is near death. Yeah. All they care about is show up, give me Wild Side and girls, 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 and give me the same old situation, and I'm good. They mm -hmm. don't care. That, well, this. Mm -hmm. that that's just the saddest part of it is people are willing to just accept it if they've been entertained by it there which, you go mm -hmm. which is pretty sad really it really is man no and that's a good point i mean like i said with motley crew i mean it's it's sort of like you know when, like i said when john Gotti 
was on trial. Everyone knew he he did what he did, mm-hmm. yet they couldn't convict him. And it just gave and, and, and to a point now where he became this celebrity where everyone just wanted to tune in to see what he can get away with. And he had this huge following where people loved him. And that's almost sort of thing with Motley Crue. It didn't matter, like you said, it didn't matter what they did, all of them. You know, yeah. like you said, Nikki 6 Dean or Tommy beating up Pam. It's just here they go, they got busted, maybe did a little time in jail, and they're out and they're back, and, and it's like nothing ever happened. It almost gave this it is sad because people yeah. embrace it and almost celebrate it, and that's the sad part about it. You know, now on the flip side, let's mm-hmm. let's go to a different one here. Uh for someone who I think it didn't really turn out well uh for and 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 quite um I would say appropriately that it didn't, you know, and I'm happy it didn't, was a guy like Tim Lambesis from, you know, that's sure. dying. Right. Here's a guy who had tried to have his wife killed, um, got, you know, got caught doing it, um, went to jail for a little while, came back out, goes back out with As I Lay Diamond since the, you know, Woven War, that other band didn't do nothing. I guess they felt desperate. Well, let's, let's give it a shot. And, you know, that hasn't worked very well. I don't really hear anybody talking about it. I'm glad because. You know, I mean, that is such a piece of shit maneuver. I don't know sure. how you could, I don't care how big or how much you love music from an artist. It could be, you know, I don't care what band it is. Mm-hmm. Someone does something like that. I couldn't listen to them anymore. I wouldn't go see them. There's no way. Um, so I'm glad that that didn't work out. But here's this other guy that kind of came out. At the same time, though, no one's saying nothing. You don't hear anybody, you know, talking bad about him. Like, I'm not going to play no, with it. this guy. You know, you know, people are still playing with them. You but, know, but, but dude, let's play it out. Let's say that it wasn't Tim Lambesis from As I Lay Dying, a a lower tier band anyway. Mm-hmm. What if it was James Hetfield? And I'm not saying that James Hetfield has done anything wrong. Sure. I'm uh-huh. just saying, yeah. what if it was James Hetfield from Metallica? I, I don't think, think he does 60 days and he's right back on tour. And that's it. We don't talk about it anymore. Exactly. Yep. I agree. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. And I guess in a situation like that, when there is something that severe, yeah, it does depend how how big you are. I mean, let's even go to like, I mean, this it's not metal or hard rock related, but when we go, you know, the Snoop Dogg, you yeah. know, the, the whole Death Row stuff, you know, the Suge Knight and Snoop Dogg and and the mystique that that whole thing created. And that that label just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger the more shit they stepped into. Because once again, it created this sort of invincibility and people somehow were just attracted to that and then almost celebrated it. Like I said, it's very, it's just such an interesting you know, phenomenon within, I guess, the human psyche where people actually become attracted to it and don't really care. They can look the other way. Yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, I do think that their level of celebrity when they fuck up is a huge part of it because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, we can name horrible people. The What's his name? Ian Watkins from Lost Prophets. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's like he's like the all-time vilest of, Gotta be. of, of anybody. And I truthfully believe that if he was Phil Anselmo from Pantera, he would have gotten a pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He would have gotten a pass. I mean, there would always be people that'd be like, I'm not going to support that pedophile, blah, blah, blah. But there'd be people that would be like, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. all display of power. Cowboys from hell. (laughs) It's true. Well, (laughs) a great example. Let's talk about Phil Anselmo, right? With the whole controversy with him at that dime bag bash. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know he was drunk and he did the whole see Kyle thing and uh, as a joke, and then that that see that's interesting too because that blew up, you know, kind of a, you know in his face almost. I mean, you had you yeah. had the two; it's sort of divided. You had the people like ourselves, like that the guy was just clowning around; it's no big deal. But you had, mm-hmm. of course, because of the the I guess the content of what he did, 
is such a uh, a sensitive topic with so many you know in the music press in the metal press right. that they decided well no let's 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 hammer this guy and let's take him out. Mm-hmm. Now that almost made him stronger in certain ways I think too with the people who were already on his side uh, who were, who didn't think it was a big deal. You know, but then you had, like I said, Rob Flynn coming out and, and doing his whole five, 10 minute video on it, uh, trying to inject himself into the controversy. I don't yeah. think that made him look very good. I don't think he did himself any favors by doing that. No. You know, I don't think he won any more fans. In fact, I think he lost fans by doing that. Sure. Uh, by trying to be that. And once we always say, you know, once you start digging it and you get political and you and you really go that hardcore into it, you're going to divide yourself anyway. I think it's, you mm-hmm. know, we see it all the time now. Um but there's a guy who everyone, you know, I mean, it's post, obviously, Dimebag being gone and people still kind of blamed him for what happened and so forth. Sure. But, you know, um, there's a controversy that maybe didn't work out for a guy who you, you probably would have thought, well, it would, it would have maybe boiled over, but it didn't because I've obviously, like I said, the press we have now and the kind of content that he used within that controversy with the whole yeah. uh, white power thing or whatever. But um yeah, but like I said, it, it's just it's a very interesting concept of, mm-hmm. you know, what does work for you? You know, sometimes, like I said, it's accidental. Some accident happens. It can it can totally rise your you know raise your 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 status. Yeah. And well, lots, you, know. you know what the thing is too, dude, and and you're you're almost playing to my point. And I'll use Anselmo as a great example. Mm-hmm. Anselmo was doing that kind of stuff, white power and stuff like that. When Pantera was on top was, was big. I, and, I, yeah. I mean, I saw them every tour they ever played. Mm-hmm. And I can remember Phil being on stage saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying white power. There's nothing wrong with being proud of being white. There's nothing wrong with, you know, I remember him mm-hmm. hammering on that point and no one gave a fuck mm-hmm. when Pantera was, you know, on, um, far beyond driven or great southern trend kill when they were selling eighteen thousand tickets a night nobody was staying home because phil was saying saying crazy things but when dimebag died and when the popularity went down and he started being way more super joint ritual guy instead of pantera guy Mm -hmm. his popularity waned and all of a sudden he was weakened enough to where people you know, the same stuff that he was, you know, impervious to previously took him out at least True. for a while. I mean, he was taken, he was out of limelight for what, about two years. It was a couple of years. Yeah. I'd say a good two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah. but again, it goes to my point when you're a big star, untouchable. When yep. you're not a big star, you're, you're, you're fallible. Well, we have to also put into effect that th- those things happen to pre pre internet, you know, pre, True. uh, pre-social media i should say and pre-phones uh because you know they wouldn't have been able back then if he did that at a, at a dime you know little concert in you know in some club in la there was going to be no phone to pick up that video it's just people talking right. about it you know it'd just be a hearsay um but yeah because you've got the proof now with the phones and because you've got social media and you've got all these metal sites that are all sort of agenda and narrative driven that's sure. obviously going to help drive you know the the, the negativity or you know for or it's going to help squash something that someone did but these people want to protect them because they're on their quote-unquote side right. um yeah but yeah but you're right I and mean, that's just the point though obviously and, and we see that i mean like i said it's that power thing when you have that status and that you know that power in a way yeah you're gonna get away with so much shit you know what i mean i mean yeah. I, it's gonna be you know it's interesting to see if, if that would happen 
today was to some of these big artists, but you know, you see a lot of artists. I think that are, I mean, let's let's, let's talk about one of the most con you know controversial artists in the last you know 20, 30 years would be Marilyn Manson. Sure. You know, another guy who, um, obviously, with the whole Columbine thing, right? Uh, here's a guy because they were wearing his shirt and listening to his lyrics. You know, they the press attributed a lot of that to Marilyn Manson. Now, in a situation like that, that's such an interesting thing because I remember reading, I think it was the guitarist from the first record, da uh, Daisy Berkowitz, I think, I believe his yeah. name was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he came out and he said, you know, basically, because let's put, let's be honest. I mean, Marilyn Manson ran away, away from that right away. Now, here's a guy guy preaching on the Antichrist. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm all this, whatever. Well, here's someone who goes out, does something like that. Um, you know, listens to your music as a fan. The press brings you into it. You whittle away like a little, like in a way, you know, like this Daisy Berkowitz basically said, was like, well, what happened? You're supposed to be the Antichrist. You're supposed to say, well, hey, you know, that's not my, you know, just come out and not be pro it, but just to, to, to stick up for yourself and just say, yeah, this is who I am. And and I think if he would have done that, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have affected him as much. If he would have owned, not owned what happened in Combine, because it's not his fault. I'm just saying if he would have been like, well, look, this is where I'm coming from lyrically, and I, I'm not going to apologize. I didn't pull the trigger. I don't. I didn't encourage my people, you know, yeah. my, my fans to go out into a school and to shoot up a school. Mm. You know, and they, they tried to use, I think, the song Lunchbox is a... Uh, yeah. You know, it's and like it was, and there's several get your gun, obviously. Get you know. your gun. Mm -hmm. you yeah. know, I, I mean, I in Marilyn Manson's case and and I agree with you. He had nothing to do with it, period. Yeah. No. Those kids were nuts. They went nuts. They shot up yeah. their school. Doesn't matter what they listened to. W would we would we be damning um, uh, Mozart if that's all they listened to was was classical music? No, we would. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They listened to what teenagers were listening to at the time. So just exactly. stop with that. I'm I'm sure, you know, and, and in that case, I always found that I always found the blame on Manson to be a very convenience of what the actual truth might have been, because Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that if you went through Klebold and Harris's room, they had more than Marilyn Manson albums. Absolutely. But, but we didn't go after Nine Inch Nails. We didn't go after Metallica. We didn't go after Pearl Jam, whatever whatever they had in their, you know, in their musical arsenal. Mm -hmm. We only went after the one that was convenient to go after. Well, he was you the know? biggest one at that point too. You know, Maybe we don't know. Possibly. You know yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, you don't know that, but Metallica was, they weren't going to be able to get a Metallica. They weren't going to, they weren't going to be able to narrow into a Metallica like they were a Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson's image and presentation and everything fit the box for the narrative that they wanted, just like they do now in the media where they put, they, they pick the convenient, you know, the convenient mm -hmm. truths versus the real truths. You know, mm -hmm. Marilyn Manson was such an easy target for Columbine because he had songs like get your gun and lunchbox and, you know, mm -hmm. and don't take shit at school was basically some of his message. And, 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 but that wasn't the only things that these kids were listening to. They were listening to other shit and, you know, none of that was ever exposed. That was quietly dismissed as, well, we don't know, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, that in Manson's case, that, that was interesting. What's interesting is Manson now, now that he's mm -hmm. not a star mm -hmm. and they're raiding his house and they're taking, you know, he's been mm -hmm. arrested a couple of times and he's feigning that he's now found the Lord and all this other stuff. You know, it's like, it's like he's scrambling 
because he knows his celebrity won't cover him anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, weird. Yeah. It is weird. You know, and I, I think another, another situation, another controversy that's similar to that was, is the Judas priest one in the eighties, right? With the, sure. the, the suicide and, you know, claiming that they played the song backwards and it said, do it or whatever the hell that whole thing is. That was the most, yeah, get the gun. I mean, it was the most ridiculous thing I think ever. Um, but, but at the same time that, that, you know, I think once you, you know, and once these bands, and these artists, if they did have to go to court and they did have to, you know, uh, you know, defend themselves. And once mm -hmm. they did get cleared of everything, it made them that much stronger. I think a, a case sure. like that was Judas Priest. Absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously with the whole PMRC thing, too, which was the sister and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, think about that. that. I think is that is probably the most classic one, because think of what that did. I mean, you know, everyone knows about that. But think about what that did. Right. They started then putting the stickers you know, explicit lyrics on the mm -hmm. records. No, that it was helped the record sell even more. You know, was, I know for me, I was a kid at that age. Yeah. That was, you know, I knew my parents weren't going to stop me. That was an instant sell for me. Instant. If, if I saw a sticker, I, I would just grab it on principle. Exactly. I was mm -hmm. all in. They, they, Tipper Gord did me a solid by telling me which one said fuck. I exactly. love that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. No, man. And that's, and that's the, uh, you know, and, and like I said, obviously, those are, are just controversies that, you know, mm -hmm. happened that just dra these guys got dragged into. And like yeah. I said, it wasn't something they did deliberately. Now, just talking, we'll go back to what we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, as I mentioned on the onset of this, this Danko Jones versus Monster Truck. So yeah. this one, now you look at, okay, you've got a guy like Danko Jones. Okay, not a lot of people know who he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I was a fan of his, uh, for a while. I haven't been recently because I did see him live a few years ago and I, and it was awful. I mean, it really was, it was one of the, <laughs> we, we walked out on the show. Yeah. Um, it was one of those, I just said, I'm going to the bar. This is so bad. It, it was, it wasn't that they were you know bad with the way they played. It's just the songs they were playing. They were playing a lot of new stuff. It was very poppy. It wasn't my stuff. It was, they weren't playing the old garage rock kind of stuff he used to do. Sure. Um, then, you know, so here it is. Denko Jones comes out, the band Monster Trunk, who's a really, really awesome hard rock band from, from Canada, mm -hmm. comes out and does this, you know, song with Kid Rock, Don't Tell right. Me How to Live, which is a great song, you know, in its own right, before even mm -hmm. Kid Rock covered it. Now, Kid Rock did obviously a modern touch on, as we don't know, it has a lot of, um, you know, some political leanings. It's got a lot of just way, way of life leanings, you know. It's not even something to be political, but just, you know, just what's going on today in society type of thing. And Danko Jones, being a Canadian, I guess he feels like he's got to, you know, say that he doesn't want to accept it because, you know, he's offended by it as a Canadian yeah. or whatever it is. And he doesn't want to line himself now with Monster Truck. And he comes out and puts this, this whole big, this whole production, you know, out there. I mean, I think there's partially two things. Sure, he definitely feels that way is one. I think the second part is he's definitely trying to use this to obviously get his name out there. A lot of people don't know who the hell Janko Jones is. Yeah. This is a good way for him to get himself in the news, uh, to promote what he wants to promote, you know, politically or I I ideologically. And, you know, that turned out, well, I think in the end, that's not going to work out well for no, him not at all. all. Not at no. all. You know what? We're the, the country is way too politically divided to mm. th this country and probably the whole world. I'm assuming it's just way too politically divided for that to work anymore. No yeah. one, no one, liberal people, people that are liberals are not going to go, well, this guy said it the way I said it. So I'm going to go buy this Danko Jones. I'm going to exactly. do that out of solidarity. That's never happened. You mm -hmm. know, the, the term get woke, go broke is, is real for a reason. 
So, and I don't want to get into the whole politics of it, but Mm -hmm. when, when you, when the stance you take is hard left, it always fails. So there's that as the first thing. Second thing you're, you're attacking. This is literally an ant attacking Godzilla. You know, Mm -hmm. kid rocks as big as big an artist as there is right now. Mm -hmm. So coming after somebody for doing something with kid rock, that's not going to work. You Mm -hmm. know, it's it's not going to work. And, and ultimately, and and this goes across the spectrum of politics and I'll say it for kid rock, who I'm a huge fan of, you know, so I'll put that out there. So it's not like I'm leaning one way or the other Mm -hmm. kid rock, Ted Nugent, Danko Jones, rage against the machine, pick one. It doesn't matter. If you're spewing politics, you're an asshole in everybody's eyes now. Yeah. In everybody's. Mm -hmm. If you can't do, it's one thing to do your music and have a song. Have mm-hmm. a song that says your politics. If you, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's been a tried and true rock and roll tradition. Basically since we had rock and roll mm-hmm. was to put your politics in the song and let people make their decision for themselves. But the mm-hmm. truth is most of us, most people that listen to music realize that musicians are nothing but fucking pieces of shit scumbags. <laughs> they're, not, they're not worthy of yeah. following. They're not worthy of adopting their ideology, no matter what it is. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you believe. If you believe Mm -hmm. in the second amendment or your anti second amendment, the last thing in the world I'm going to do is say, Hey, Ted Nugent that wrote Wango Tango. Tell me how to think about guns. Yeah. No Mm -hmm. one's going to do that. And Mm -hmm. in today's age of, everybody trying to get their political message in because social media makes them think that they're actually more important than they are. It's, it's a monumental fail. Not, I guarantee you Danko Jones is going to sell less records than more the next time out. Mm -hmm. And and to be honest, the unfortunate thing about it is I think monster truck will too. Yeah. And they had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I know. But, But just because they decide to work with an artist that has some strong views <clears throat> politically um, and just covers a song. You know, that is a band, obviously, that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. So if, if some guy like Kid Rock comes and says, hey, guys, I want to cover your song, a song that no one video. And yeah. do a video and, and a song that no one really knows about, well, you're, you're not going to say, no, dude, no thanks. Yeah. You're going to look at it as an opportunity. I mean, that's what people always did, right, in the music business. Would someone want to either work with you uh, you know, guest on your record or do a song with you, you just look at it as like, oh, this is a great way to promote my music, regardless of, of ideology. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, I guess these days it's one of those people think, well, if you're going to align yourself with specific artists that do, that are very vocal about their ideology politically and so forth, you know, you got to be careful because you're going to have people coming at you left and right. Well, a band like Monster Truck, they got nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, no one knows them that much anyway outside of Canada. I mean, it's here in the States and, you know, a little overseas, but they're not a, a household name. No, no. Um, well, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you the proof for the pudding. In um, Kid Monster Truck's biggest video on YouTube as of today, what is today, the fourth of December, mm-hmm. is a song is "Don't Tell Me How to Live." Big mm-hmm. shock because people are finding out about it and they're going and listening to it. The original, yeah, two point mm-hmm. nine million views. The original okay. version of it. Their second biggest song is uh, is. Again, another version of Don't Tell Me How to Live. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. With 49,000 views. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to find one that's not. Okay, their third most listened to song is Monster Truck's Sweet Mountain River. 
Yes. 2.4 million views. Yeah. That was released eight years ago. Well, that was promoted right. heavily by uh, Eddie Trunk. He, he used sure. to promote that song. Yeah. Sure. So eight years ago, it's got 2.4 million views, which is yeah. impressive. 2.4 million views. Mm-hmm. The, ver- the version with Monster Truck with Kid Rock, 3.6 million views in two wow. weeks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why would this band, this record, this video is going to top probably 15 million views because Kid Rock's album doesn't come out till February. Okay. So it's going to get to at least 10. We'll say mm-hmm. 10 million. Okay. Monster Truck is going to get exposed to at least, at a minimum, 7 million people that had never heard him before. Yeah, exactly. Win. Cha-ching why, for them. Yeah. Why would they not do that? And nowhere in the video... Do they adopt Kid Rock's value system? Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're just performing. Well, and if anyone knows their music, I said I am a fan of that band, and I've been for sure. a while. If you know their music, like the song, I know, you know the lyrics, the original lyrics from the song "Don't Tell Me How to Live." Mm-hmm. It's just that. It's just a basic. It has nothing to do with political leanings. Because, like I said, it came out years ago. I think it even came out before all the political world got destroyed, two thousand sixteen ish or fifteen ish, around that that era. Uh, it came out. And it's all about just uh, I'm I'm just a simple man. I like to drink. I like to smoke weed. It's that kind of a, a feel good, hard, a typical classic. You know, just anti authority sort of. Hey, you know, I'm I'm my own man. Don't tell me how to live. Just very basic rock and roll. It's you know what I mean. Skinnered. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Absolutely, it's got the southern rock tinge to it. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, it's a very you know they're they're a very simple rock band, hard rock band. There's nothing controversial bad they've never put out anything controversial they're not politically aligned in any particular yeah. way they're a bunch of regular guys that just play rock music yeah. you know and um you know like they, and like i said and going back to like the danko jones you know if this guy thought it's gonna help him well you right away you, you're gonna obviously alienate any fan that isn't a hardcore you know leftist like you said because yeah. that's that's all the views he was you know if he would have just said a quick little thing it's one thing he put out like four four different yeah. tweets or something and just getting so oh don't even talk to me don't align myself with you guys well i hate to say it Danko, who is aligning themselves with you to begin with anyway dude yeah. well, you know what yeah. i mean no one knows really you anyway right um now you you look more of like the the whore here who's trying to come out attach yourself to this thing you know what I mean? Because you're uh-huh. looking to get attention. You're probably scared that monster truck now because they're another hard rock band from Canada that's gonna, you're going to compete with. They're now going to get so much more notoriety and so much more listens and you know bigger fan base because of this song with Kid Rock. Yeah. Well, well, go ahead. Then why don't you just go ahead and see if you could do a song with Rage Against the Machine in? You know what I mean? I mean, what, what, what can I tell you? But no, because you don't got the songs, and that's the problem. You don't have the songs. Monster Truck had the song that Kid Rock wanted to cover. Yeah. Okay, that's good on them. They wrote a great song. They wrote a really catchy, awesome, hard rock freaking tune. Mm. You're writing these pop songs now, man, trying to be radio guy. You know, yeah. so that I mean, that guy just I think shot himself in the foot, you know, big time. Because it's one thing if a band like Monster Truck was a a, a semi clone of a Ted Nugent Kid Rock, and then they decided to team up with them. Okay, you could get create this sort of once again this uh, this beef, you know, thing that we saw with the rap artists back in the day. Mm-hmm. You could create that if you want. But Monster Truck, no one knows them as a political band. They just oh. saw an opportunity that Kid Rock wanted to cover their song. Yeah. They didn't bring they didn't bring Kid Rock to come on their album to sing a, a new song that they created. No, this guy wanted to take their song. It's a big difference. Like I said, it's going to definitely backfire on Danko if it hasn't already. He's going to look pretty foolish. And yeah. if just just flip the script, mm-hmm. if Kid Rock liked the Danko Jones song, 
Do you really think he's saying no? My ideology is such that I will not work with you. Um, I would say, you know what, this kind of guy probably because I think he, I think so because I think. Listen, I mean, listen. I, I'll give him credit for for believing in what he believes in, and he's okay to listen. I I give people credit for sticking their beliefs if I don't I don't agree with them. Sure. So I'll give him credit for that. And I can see him probably saying no. I mean, he, he does he does well enough for himself where, you know, uh, he gets by. You know, and he, yeah, he's not a major hit, obviously, but he's he's been around a long enough time. He's got a, a good enough following, especially overseas, right. uh, where I th- where I think he doesn't need to do that in terms of at least making a living. I don't think he would turn down a kid rock. But same thing. Would he then turn down? Like I said, you know, once again, it it goes. I mean, like I said, it, it'll. I don't want to start a political thing on this. And it's easy yeah. just to kind of get into that. But um, do I think he would have taken a Kid Rock song? No, but he would have definitely went out there and said, "Hey, Kid Rock wanted to do my song, and I told him no. Sure. F him. He would have used that obviously to somewhat of his advantage, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know Dick about Danko Jones. I I always mm. heard the name. I was like, that sounds terrible. So I never listened to it. So I, I can't honestly speak on his music, which is probably, you know, low, low bar for me. Don't mm. like the name of the band, so I don't listen to it. Mm. But, you know, I just never did. But I'll tell you this. When I saw all this nonsense going on, it sure didn't lead me to listen to it. And I don't know Monster Truck from anybody. I don't. Mm. First song I ever heard by Monster Truck, this song with Kid Rock. I yeah. really have never listened to him. And mm-hmm. I like the song. I'll be honest. I don't like the guy's voice. It's not like they're somebody I'm going to go crazy and go listen to either. But I can tell you for a fact, I'm never going to listen to Danko Jones just because and it's not because I'm a Kid Rock fan. It's because I don't. The minute somebody starts preaching at me, I'm done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm done. In general. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. done. You know, just like yeah. I don't really listen to Ted Nugent. I like Ted in the day, but I don't listen to Ted anymore because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sick of his bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of hearing his his shit every week. Is something I know. Same with him. You know, but, but here's the thing too. So, and that's a good see. So, Danko thinks he's going to come out here. He's going to talk. You know, some. He's going to bring up this whole controversy yeah. with Monster Trunk. All he's done is now made him that more bigger and popular. You know, that's the other thing too. By he thinks he's probably helping himself out with this controversy. No, you actually you're helping Monster Truck out even yeah. more. Because you look like you And here's the thing, too, about Danko Jones, for people who do know him and do like him and listen to him, this guy, all he sings about is, is like, is sexualized stuff. That's all it's all about. I mean, listen, it's, all, it's you know, people could turn out against him and say, hey, dude, you're, you're, you're a filthy freaking sex addict guy. I mean, that's all you talk about is this dirty, sexy kind of stuff. So, I mean, if people go that don't know Danko Jones, and now they like him because he attacked Kid Rock and Monster Truck, and they go listen to his stuff, well, listen to his lyrics. It's not like he's singing about, you know, puppy dogs and ice cream, this guy. You know what I mean? It's like he's, he's singing about, like, typical sex, drug, and rock and roll stuff, same thing. Sure. You know? just you know. So, anyway, I just think, you know, someone like that, it's gonna, it, it, if it hasn't already, it's going to definitely backfire him. Sure. Uh, and that's when you that's, – there's a good instance where you think a controversy is going to help you and it actually helps uh-huh. the other person and actually uh, is a bad thing for you, you know, which is very interesting. And, once again, it's that whole you go woke, you go broke kind of thing, which yeah. is a, a truth. You know? I think I I honestly think that in today's age, because mm-hmm. of social media, going after something you don't believe in is not a controversy anymore. It's yep. just it's just run of the mill. It's just run of the mill. Kind of it's what everybody does. It's what mm-hmm. it's it's what the plumber does to his neighbor. That's a that's a librarian. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they argue with each other on fucking Facebook about the same things. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, Danko Jones being anti kid rock or whatever 
that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's like the, it's the same as the people that are anti-vax not wanting to associate with people that are vaxxed mm-hmm. say, or vice versa, whichever way you, you lean, you know, if it, it just, it, it cuts the first, it cuts the pie in half of who you're going to spend time with. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts it even more with people that just don't want to be preached into. That's so true. you ultimately yeah. lose 60, 70% of the people that you could be interacting with. And if mm-hmm. that's your trip, then go ahead and try and be controversial. But I, I just don't think in today's world that, you know, social media wars or whatever, I think that shit is played. It's played, you know, and I think there's also a difference too, when you do have a controversy, when you're say a, a Sebastian, a Sebastian Bach or a Ted Nugent, you know, guys who have actually done stuff in their career have had yeah. hits compared to a Danko Jones where no one knows you, you know, you might yeah. think that that's going to get you on the map not necessarily. It might get you even st- stomped on even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Smith Shabbat can do it because he's got the hits to back him up that people are always going to listen to. You know, he could come out and go off on Chris Jericho, and he could do those things because he's got his hardcore following. You know, people like myself who really can't stand the guy, I'm not going to listen to him anyway. Uh, I mean, I like old Skid Row. I do. I love that stuff. I, I've just never been a fan of his solo stuff, but it's not going to affect a guy like me. It, it might help his already strong fan base. It might you know, I don't think it's going to bring anybody to his side, but it might just keep him in the news enough where he's so still relevant uh, because he's already got a name. Daniel Jones doesn't have that name. He's not a Sebastian Bach. The guy not, has not had one hit. He's a very underground guy. He's, you know, plays the small, you know, the, the decent sized clubs and venues. And, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. He does fine for himself. But it, this is going to hurt him more of anything because guys like myself who don't sure. like to be preached to, who don't like to, you know, any whether whatever side it is, like you said, whether it's Aaron Lewis, Ted Nugent, or yeah. someone like him, I don't like either one of it. So someone like me is gonna go. Ah, I'm I'm, I'm done with that guy. I'm so, same way. I'm yeah. same same exact way, dude. The minute you start, and I don't care who it is anymore. You know, it, it, it it's funny. You know, I'll, I'll point to one that's not as deliberately preachy, but he's still more preachy than I will even tolerate anymore. Somebody I was a monstrous fan of, still am of his old stuff, but won't listen to anything new. Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. I was a giant, giant fan all the way up through the rising. So for a long time, long past when most people gave up, mm-hmm. you know, I stayed on the tra- on the Springsteen train for a long, about 2002 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then once he started being preachy guy, mm-hmm. goodbye. Mm-hmm. Haven't listened to any of the magic or wild horses or, and, you know, not, not for you or any of these records that he's put out the last 20 years. Reason because I don't want to be preached to, yeah, and I don't want to go to a show and fucking have to hear about how the country was ruined because I didn't support his his girl Hillary or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. fuck you, fuck mm-hmm. your politics. Yeah, Let's sure. just fucking let me enjoy Born to Run and Badlands, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna let me do that, then I'll enjoy your music. If you're gonna start thinking again, going back to what I said before. Who are these guys to be preaching to any of us? Absolutely. Making money doesn't make you smart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Writing I, a hit song doesn't make you smart. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. It just means that you wrote something that entertained us loosely. That Well, that's the word that's missing now is the entertainment part yeah. of it. You know, this is it's not becoming with the Bruce Springsteen's do what they do or Eddie Vedder or whoever it is that's up there. Roger Waters. 
you know these these guys who who are like you know iconic musicians. Yeah. Their their whole thing. I, 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 I say this a lot, but you know I hate when people when these celebrities and musicians or whatever are always like, well, I'm going to use my platform. Yeah, Once again, up. take the approach to Alice Cooper approach. Look, like he always says. I don't know why why musicians get involved with politics because you can't relate to the average man and woman because your life is completely different. You sure. you sleep all day, get up at night, and that's when your job is. You, you entertain people. You have something that's so different and in a way special. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why people want to go see you because it is different. You're not a you know a regular nine to five person, and you, yeah. and you have the show and you entertain and and people just like that. They want that feel to it's an escape. You know, I, I don't understand what these guys don't get it. We yeah. people go to see music and these shows as an escape. Like I said, unless yeah. it's like a Rage Against the Machine band where you've been political from day one, that's okay. That's different to me because you know what you're getting. I've always been about see, that. So hold on. I, I just want to stop you right there. Yeah, yeah. It's not different though. If they do it in their music, fine. Yes. Okay, that's choosing, what I mean. That's what I mean though. In the music, yeah. Then you're you're choosing to either in engage in their music or not as a as a fan but mm-hmm. i love rage against machines music and i don't think i, I like them mm-hmm. and i couldn't be further ideologically than Same i am way. from mm-hmm. them but i'll tell you what anything anything at all that says tom morello is going to be a part of it i will not watch i agree mm-hmm. i will not watch it at all because yeah. as a person i think he's a bag of shit i do you too. know and mm-hmm. and musically musically i will listen to renegades or the debut or you know empire of the sun i think was the second one i'll listen to that stuff all day long i love that stuff yeah his first record but but dude you know isn't it isn't it ironic that we only hate one guy in that band the one that still runs his fucking mouth his mouth well that's the thing too it's it's um it does suck because it's not like everybody in the band. I mean, I think the whole band has an ideology because they've all they most of them. The only one you haven't heard, obviously, is is the singer Zach, but the other guys have come out and said just little things here and there. So I know they're all ideologically aligned. But um, my my whole thing with that is like, yes, I, of course, I won't go see them because of that. Like I said, if they just leave it in the music, I would respect that and still because yeah. I do. I, I'm agree with you. I do like their their, their records, their first couple, two or three records. I do. Sure. I think they're really good. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, and I think sometimes you know they they almost use it. Like I think, for, let's be honest. They, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm, you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it, you know, with that band, were they very vocal outside of their music and lyrics in the press about what they believed in? I don't remember hearing too many things in the press where they were, you know, doing interviews. And I mean, I'm sure they were, but I, you know, I, I just think it was a different time. You know, I mean, mm, well, that's true too. You're right. I, I yeah. mean, mm. let's face it in the press back then might've meant that you saw two interviews over two, three interviews over the course of a, of an album run, mm-hmm. you know, you'd see it in whatever rip or rolling stone or whatever. And if you didn't read those magazines, you just didn't see any press from them. Where now, dude, you go on YouTube, go on YouTube and look up any band that you like, and you'll get 43 interviews by them. True. You know, I, I mean, there, there's an abundance of places for them to keep spewing their bullshit. And, you know, I want to go back to the bands that you listed that are, that are all idiots with their, with their ideologies. I like every one of their music. I like stained. I love pink Floyd. Yeah. I, I love the old Springsteen stuff. Love all that stuff. 
will not give up that stuff, you know, that that they did in their in the past. Won't mm. listen to any of those bands now. Aaron mm. Lewis, I ain't listening to it. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be preached to. And I'll never watch vi- uh, an interview with Aaron Lewis. I just mm-hmm. won't do it. I sure. won't watch. I won't watch an interview with Ted Nugent. I won't watch an interview with um, Tom Morello, mm-hmm. Roger Waters. You know, I, I won't do it for mm-hmm. that exact reason. I don't want to get preached to. I just want to, you know, what? I just want to get comfortably numb, Roger. That's it. That's it. I know exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, I mean, and and, th- and I think too about these bands is they they you know like I'll just use Rage again for for a quick second. Sure. You think about when they came out, okay? The fans that were into them, okay? Mike, my, myself, and you, you know, we were younger. Sure. Uh, we weren't really. It was more about rebellion. It didn't have nothing to do with politics. No. It was a generic rebellion of, against authority in general. You know, and, and, and in fact, it was just anti-politics and anti-authority altogether. It didn't have a, a, a left or right side to me. Now, I, I know that they were aligned that way, but as a, as a youngster, I didn't care or even know about that. Now, as we get older, okay, now they can, you know, if they think that they're going to be that relevant now where they're going to get all these new fans you know, these younger kids. No, these, these younger kids aren't going to go buy your records and go to your shows. They're not going to do it. They might well, listen to your songs. They might stream your songs. That's about all you're going to get from them. But you're going to lose now because we all grew up and we change our uh, ideology over time. Obviously, the more you're alive, the more experiences you have, the more wisdom you, you wind up having and you make different. Now you have a different outlook on things. And so by continuing to talk and sing about the same thing you did 30 years ago. I mean, you get that just shows me you haven't grown as a person. Yeah. Are you still the still same angry, rebellious guy when you're in your 50s, almost 60, and as you were when you were in your 20s? You know, that that's almost to me kind of it's like I look at a guy like Al Jorgensen, you know, that sure. guy. I mean, another guy, just shut your mouth, dude. Another guy yeah. who's ruined it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the old ministry stuff. Me Love too. him. I will not go see that guy. He's singing songs about Antifa and stuff. I mean, pro Antifa. Dude, I don't yeah. want to hear anything pro anything. You know, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any pro Trump songs or pro Antifa. I no. just want to be entertained, hear music, get a message you can get across without it being so politically aligned. You could, you can, you know, obviously angle your your you know way you write lyrics in a certain direction without having to be so specific. Uh, with the words you're using and with the, the terminology you're using, and I just think you know, I, yeah. I don't even mind if if he's deadly specific with like the Antifa song is a good example. Mm-hmm. If it stopped there on the record, one fine. thing, but it's not That's fine. But right, it's yeah. not. But if I have to go to a show and I have to get a get a speech at why I'm an asshole because I don't support Antifa, well, fuck you. I'm not going to the show. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And, yeah. and I want to circle back to your rage thing because mm. I think the proof is really in the pudding with rage. They, they tried to sort of reform as prophets of rage mm-hmm. and that went nowhere, nowhere because Crap. no one wants to hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody, everybody still wants to hear killing in the name of mm-hmm. because they like the tune, not because, exactly. not because they're feeling the message. Exactly. Rage tried to come out and piggyback off of the rage success and the audio Mm -hmm. slave success and and rekindle a flame that was put out purposefully, you know, back in the day. Yeah. It ran its course. It ran its course. So that's the you can't go back. You're right. That's a that's a great point. You cannot go back and rekindle a flame. And that's a a great point. Is you know, it's what was done is done. That was that back then. 
You know, and if you want to join the fray now, you want to get involved into the political fray. Good luck, because it's not gonna it's not gonna work out well for you. I mean, even Rage, they said they they were doing it right before the pandemic hit. I you know I know they were doing the arena tour, hmm. and I don't think that was selling very well either. Charging his band, I mean, like I said, we can get it to them, whatever. But you know, the things they sung about, you know, or they look so hypocritical now. Yeah, and old and people like us, old fans like us, could see that. And that's not going to drive anyone to you. If you think you you don't care about that, you're like, well, we don't care about those fans. We're looking to get the younger fans. No one's going to spend. You think yeah. these younger kids are going to spend $150, $200 on a ticket on top of buying whatever it is they're going to buy at the show, spend about $300 on the show to see Rage Against the Machine, a band that has not been relevant in over 20, 25 right. years? Get out of here. Well, and, yeah. and the the irony of it is Rage Against the Machine charging $150, $200 a ticket yeah. while they rage against the machine. Capitalism, yeah. <laughs> They'll mm -hmm. rage against Kid Rock, who did a tour where he made every ticket twenty bucks. Exactly. Yep. And mm -hmm. and, Bingo. and played eighteen thousand seat arenas. Took a loss, or not a loss, but took far less money. That I mean, he could have been selling for a hundred dollars a ticket. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's selling everything for twenty dollars a ticket with four dollar beers, mm -hmm. and he mandated yep. that. So yep. who's really raging against the machine? Stop it. You yep. know, I mean, controversy. And I'm going to swing it back to the topic controversy in the old days with current events worked. It doesn't work anymore. Social media has neutralized it. Yeah, it's yeah. not shocking anymore. Yep. You're mm -hmm. not Joan Baez. Who's risking your life. Mm -hmm. by yep. singing. You're not Crosby stills and Nash and young who could legitimately get arrested for singing for dead in Ohio and starting a, yeah, and right or something or yeah. something. You're not Bob Dylan. Yep. You're just corporate whores. You've yep. taken corporate whore money for your entire career. Everybody knows it, and social media has limited the playing field for that. Now it's just yep. not controversial anymore. It's just lame because yep. everybody does it. Every plumber, every waitress every everybody does it so you're not shocking anyone well that's the thing the shock value of it's gone yeah that's a yeah. you're absolutely correct on that point absolutely well yeah and, and like you said you know creating controversy i think and, and i'm going to piggyback off what you said yeah it doesn't it doesn't have the effect that it once did it does have a negative effect that it might have you know that it did in the past yeah, you know there, or more so yeah it's not going to help you there's very limited times that it can help. Yeah. I honestly think for a minute, and it's it, the one that we brought up at the very beginning of this, I'm very curious to see how it plays out, which is the brass against girl. Sure. Because I had never heard of that band. Well, they're I, cover band. I, the cover yeah, band. I'd never heard of them. I've heard of them now. Now everyone knows about them. Though. Yep, yeah. I've heard of them now. And I'll be honest. I do want to see what they do next because mm -hmm. that was pretty like, that was pretty out there. Well, like I said, they're just a cover band. She is doing it now. It's just a solo oh, thing. Yes, I have seen her now on tour. And it was probably just a, it was probably what she did, knowing she's trying to get her name. I mean, like I said, hey, it worked, man. You know, and if you, that's the thing. If you want to get, if you want controversy to work for you, you've got to do something along sure. those lines. The political thing, like you said, it's not shocking anymore. Peeing yeah. on some fan's face, that's pretty shocking. That's going to get people's... Uh, I mean, that was all over the newspapers, for God's yeah. sakes. Like, uh, it wasn't just yeah. on music sites. That was on news 
regular, you know, newspapers in big cities. That sure. was on those newspapers. Now, if she was smart, she'd go get an endorsement from like Kohler or American Standard or something. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and, 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 and somehow work that. You know, somehow work that angle, but <laughs> you know what it is. I, I think it's still a little bit too new. Give yeah. it a couple of months. Get let her go on tour, and y- you'll see probably something. You know, I mean, I don't think it'll actually. You know, like I said, it depends how 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 good her music is. Yeah, uh, if the fans like her music, but if if she becomes like a shock artist yeah. like that, well, then sure. Or if she just wanted to use the one, you know, instance, the one controversial event to just get her name out into the the, the sphere there, mm-hmm. into the public sphere. Listen, it's already worked because everyone knows now who Breast Against is. Everyone knows about the P story. Yeah. And once again, and I think, like I said, it's totally fake. There's no doubt in my mind it is, but it worked. It got people talking. Yeah. It got people to go, well, who is this? Let me go listen to that. Well, it's, it's, the only, it's the only performance anybody talked about from that festival, which was a big festival. I know. I mean, it was a big, that Rockville, it was at Rockville, right? Rockville, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a big yeah. festival with a lot of huge artists. And the only thing anybody talks about is that, that set mm-hmm. that probably went off at noon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. So I mean, shock definitely does still work. Politics doesn't. That's my my final. Uh, I think uh, you know comment yeah. here on the controversy. Yeah, I you think know. shock can work. I think it really depends. I think it's gonna go. Artist it's gotta be something new. It can't be rehashed shock. You know. Yeah. yeah it's, it's and it's gonna be artist to artist. I mean, if yeah. you're trying too hard, it's always gonna fail. If you're trying not enough, that's gonna fail too. It's just gotta be. It's really got to be magic in the bottle type of a deal. And yeah, politics, any anything that is politics or race baiting or any of that stuff, that's never going to work now. It's no. that that day's done. Dude, do you I'm just throw this out real quick and then we'll end yeah. here I think. Mm-hmm. Do you hate the band Poison their music? Uh, well, let, let me go a different way. Don't even answer. What sure. is your least favorite hair band? Of of the bigger bands? Of the bigger bands that people would know. Oh man, I mean, I would say Poison's probably up there, but I, 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 you know, I liked a little bit of early Poison. I won't lie, you know, um, probably either them or like a, a more. Uh, I mean, who's more who who's more popular than Poison? I'm trying to think. Probably Motley Crue, really? Yeah, but I like Motley Crue. So yeah, you're right. Poison's probably one of the okay. ones I, I don't like as much. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. What would you rather see? Rage Against the Machine, knowing that you're going to get an earful of bullshit. But you love the music or a poison show where you're just going to get nothing but a good time and shit blowing up and stuff like that. I'd say a good five to seven years ago, Rage Against the Machine, no doubt. Now, no doubt poison. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that that should tell these artists something, Something. you know, I mean, yeah, most of us don't care what you think. Let's just be honest. You literally are talking. You are you are. You, us, everybody, anybody that's in the entertainment world, you are the monkey that the organ grinder sends out to collect the quarters. Yeah. That's what you are. So do your little dance, play your little song, and cash your checks. Everything else, no one cares about anymore. So wake the fuck up. And on that, I think we'll end this uh, this segment. (laughs) Perfect ending. Awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was great uh, talking about that. And, um... Yeah, anything else you want to put out there before we uh, wrap this up? Yes, I'm on Cameo. Let me. Oh, that's right. Let me (laughs) whore myself out. Now, let me ask you a quick question. If someone wanted you to do a Cameo and wanted you to uh, do a political message, would you do it? Absolutely. 
If you're going to pay me, if you're going to pay me, I will talk about how much Hillary Clinton is my hero. And um, I wish I could have married Chelsea instead of my ex. There you I go. don't care. I, in the, in the end, the almighty dollar always wins as always, right? <laughs> yeah, because cameo is a, if cameo is a fake world. Mm-mm. It's all fake well, to me. Well, it's well even social media, it's all fake. The whole thing yeah. is way fake, too. You know? yeah, it's all bogus. So yeah. if you want a bogus message from me, absolutely. Cameo.com slash Chris Aiken. It's there. It there. Is. there it is. Go oh. to have Chris Aiken send all your hardcore leftist political views yes. to your friends. And that's the greatest gift you'll, you'll give them for uh, for Christmas, won't it? It, it, will, <laughs> it will be funny to collect those and play those back on the CMS, won't it? That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Let's wrap this up. All right, everybody. We'll see you next episode. Later. Thank you.